Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. What is faith? What does it look like? If you have questions like these, and I hope you do, or at least have had, then I have great news for you. Almighty God has provided us with answers. He has defined and displayed faith for us. But will we accept what He has provided? Today on Drawing Near, we are privileged to read of extraordinary faith. Please take your Bible, turn to Hebrews chapter 11, and join us as we study Overcoming by Faith. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, as we come before you today, we give thanks to you for your love, mercy, and grace. Through your love, mercy, and grace, you have provided us with your Holy Word. You have given us what we need for life and godliness through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. If we will but study, if we will read, if we will meditate and ponder these things, all the answers that you provide are wondrous for us. I thank you for passages that answer our deepest questions. Questions like, what is faith? What does it look like? How am I to live by faith? And Father, you provide us with answers throughout your whole word. But in Hebrews 11, you have condensed it down so that we can see it so clearly. Help us to look. Help us to see and understand. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We want to begin our study today by reading Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to read several verses. We need to read several verses so that we can understand the context of today's study. So beginning in Hebrews chapter 11, we'll begin reading verse 30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. And what more shall we say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak, Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trial of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with a sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise, God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. I have to confess, I've often read these words that we've just read together and wept. These words are heart-wrenching 
when you consider that real people like you and I have suffered so much for the faith. And while many suffered, there were great victories. The walls of Jericho fell down. Rahab was saved, and not only saved because she had received the Hebrew spies, but she's in the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ. She is one of his ancestors. And then Gideon's victory and the victories of Samson mixed with the heartaches of Samson and the victories of David and Samuel and the prophets. It's amazing things. But there are those who who died by the sword. There were those who were tortured by faith. They didn't accept deliverance or freedom, but rather they did what they had to do, being stoned and sawn in two, tempted, slain with the sword wandering around homeless and destitute. These things are amazing. And yet, when I look at those things, when I look at these individuals and what they went through, how does this compare to my life? That's the real question, right? Because the writer of Hebrews is challenging us not to fall prey to the temptations that those who wandered in the wilderness and did not inherit the promised land, did not receive the promise, We are being warned not to be like them while being encouraged to be like these individuals in Hebrews chapter 11. But does my life look like this? Or does it look more like those individuals who failed God, who did not believe in God, and therefore did not receive the promise? Now, we're told in this passage, these individuals in Hebrews 11 didn't receive the promise either. They did, but the promise they received was a promise in the future. You and I, by faith, have already seen that the Lord Jesus Christ has come, died on the cross, buried for our sins, resurrected from the dead, ascended on high. We've seen that. We know that to be true in Scripture. They were looking forward to it. And yet, they didn't receive the promise fully, and yet we haven't received the promise fully because Jesus Christ is coming again. He is going to appear in the clouds. We are going to rise up to meet him in the air, either through resurrection or rapture. And then we will lay hold of the promise, our glorification with Christ together. They didn't get it ahead of us. We will get it together. But what they look forward to, we look back to, and then together we all look forward to the return of Jesus Christ. Again, we need to ask the question, what does my faith look like? Compared to some of these we've seen, our faith might look fairly anemic, weak, impotent. Are we walking by faith? Are we denying ourselves, taking up our cross daily and following Jesus? And you'll say, well, Reggie, you don't have to do that. All you have to do is pray a sinner's prayer and you're saved. Is that what the Bible teaches? Is that what we're learning in Hebrews? Is that what we learn from John chapter 3, where we are told that those who trust in Christ do not walk in darkness, but walk in the light? Is that what Paul tells us when he says, I have been crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but it is Christ who lives in me. Is the Christ living in me, looking righteous, holy, faithful? Or am I living a lie? We need to examine these things. We need to examine ourselves to see whether we are in the faith. 
we need to be encouraged, pressed forward by these examples. And that's what God desires to do. It's not God's desire for us to walk around doubting our salvation all of the time. But we cannot believe the lies that tell us that faith looks different than this. You believe there is one God, you do well. The devils also believe and tremble. You believe Jesus died on the cross and rose again? Satan does too, but Satan's not going to heaven. He's going to the lake of fire and brimstone. Why? Because he does not have living faith. He does not have saving faith. He believes, but he doesn't trust. He knows, but he doesn't live. And through the Holy Spirit's indwelling in our lives, we not only can know, but we can live out the truth. We can die to sin and live to righteousness through faith in Jesus Christ. And we are called to be justified, regenerated, sanctified, glorified in Jesus. All of these things. I challenge you as we look at the last part of Hebrews 11 to seriously contemplate what God has saved you from and what he has saved you to. Not just heaven, but faithful living that honors and glorifies the Lord Jesus Christ. Every single passage that I read that talks about Jesus is coming back adds to it, so get ready. Be watching, be waiting, be living holy, loving, serving, giving, doing. That's what we're called to do. We're to be found faithful when Jesus Christ returns. I hope you're praying for me. I'm praying for you. Even if I don't know you personally, I'm praying that God will work mightily in your life. I hope you're praying for me and one another in the same way. Father in heaven, help us to see the truth. Help the light to come on in our lives. Help us to know your word in the way that you intend us to know it. Help us to know your interpretation of it and not someone else's. Your word is clear if we'll just take the time to read and think it through. And your Holy Spirit within us teaches us concerning these things. I thank you so much for this. Now, Father, guide us as we continue to seek to trust in you, to live by faith, and to share that faith with others. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the promise that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.